Hello, everyone, and welcome back to Journalist Talk. Today is the first episode of season four. We're trying this video too. If you're watching this through YouTube, hi, <laughs> you finally put a face to the name. And with me today, I have the myth, the legend, Max Osborne, NBC5 news reporter and anchor in Oregon. Hey, Max. How you doing, Bea? Good to see you. I'm doing great. You, how are you doing? We're doing well, man. We're doing well, you know, uh, one day at a time. Learn something every day. Just keep it on the grind. You know how it is. How we roll. That's how we roll. Very good. And as always, that's something that I'm never going to change in this podcast. Please give me and all my listeners a brief biography about yourself. Definitely. Yeah. So I'm Max. Sometimes I go by Maximus on air. I'll go by Maximus just because one of my old journalism professors actually said I should go by Maximus. So you you might see me go by either or. Uh, but Max is completely fine as well. But I'm from Sacramento. Uh, well, Sacramento area. I'm from Roseville, little little town. It's getting bigger, uh, which is pretty nice. And then I moved down to uh, Northridge in L.A., where I studied at CSU Northridge. And I got a degree in broadcasting. Uh, and then immediately after that, I started my job here at KOBI TV, NBC5, uh, here in Medford, Oregon. And I'm a uh, MMJ, part-time anchor, just uh, whatever they need me to need me to do, and I know how to do. Pretty much, I'm doing it. Just rolling with it. We love oh, that. Oh yeah. Oh yeah. <laughs> and tell me, you said that you were from Sacramento area, and then you already had to move to Northridge, and now you moved to a different state. How was all this moving around for you? Are you very adaptable, or just like homesick already? Yeah. No. I mean, it's a good question. I. Uh... I think one of the things that really drew Medford to me or yeah, yeah. One of the things that was really, really kind of attractive to the idea of moving to Medford was just, I just always wanted to stay on the West coast. You know what I mean? Uh, when I was moving down to LA, I, I was fortunate enough to move with a lot of buddies of mine because uh, a few buddies of mine went to CSUN. Uh, I was friends with a lot of like movie directors and we all had this pipe dream of you know moving down to LA and, making names for ourselves and everything like that. And, you know, uh, which has been really fun. And I've still have a lot of buddies there and, you know, LA still has a very special place in my heart. You know what I mean? Um, and then moving to Oregon, I'm here by myself this time. You know what I mean? And that, that's been a bit of an adjustment, but I will say if you are a journalist and you're going to be working at a station and everything like that, and you're a little daunted about moving out of state or whatever it is, because most times, you know, you don't get to pick where you live. It picks you, you know what I mean? In a lot of scenarios. And so uh, it might be a little daunting, but honestly, the people at your station are going through the exact same thing. You know what I mean? They they, they know exactly what it's like. They've been through it too. Uh, one of my buddies, his name's Derek Strom. He's also an MMJ and sometimes a weather forecaster. He's a really talented guy. And um, yeah, he just reached out the first day and he was like, hey, I know how hard it can be to, you know, find a bit of a, you know, a group or a social group or whatever, you know, and he's like, if you ever want to hang out, feel free to hang out. Molly Smith, our morning anchor, she reached out even days before I started working. Like she reached out and said if I wanted to grab some coffee and everything. So most of the time, at least in my experience, people from your station, they know exactly what you're going through and, you know, they're going to read, you know, 
they're going to extend a hand to you, you know, and same thing for new journalists that are coming to your station. If you've been working there for a while, reach out that hand as well. We just had a guy, his name is Ben Blake. Uh, he's really cool producer dude. And, you know, I was like, dude, what are you into? He's, he's into hiking. I'm like, dude, let's go on a hike. You know what I mean? So uh, just trying to be there for everybody and everything like that. I feel like is how you just enjoy your job a little bit more. That is really cool. I mean, socializing, communicating is something that we have to do. So that uh, that actually people do that. It's very fun to hear because sometimes it can be very hard. I, mm. I will tell you that I have friends like I've been here for five years. I have friends, but sometimes it's so hard to make new ones. And then some t- sometimes like your friends move away and then like they go to other places and they have like total different lives from what you are having right now. And it's hard sometimes, but oh, definitely. Yeah. I'm glad oh, yeah. it's kind of, it was kind of smooth uh, of a transition for you. Thank you. Yeah. And us old friends of yours, Bea, we, we don't forget you. We're, you're, you're okay. Don't worry. We won't forget. <laughs> so yeah. Good to know. Now this is recorded for everybody. <laughs> old friends. Can't, can't, can't live without them can't can't i have to bring Mm. them to my podcast yes (laughs) (laughs) at least it's a way to catch up oh definitely that that was a friend of mine from last season that i hadn't spoken or or saw him like for three years and then i was like dude uh, what are you doing let's (laughs) talk (laughs) definitely definitely you know, my podcast brings everybody together. It's it's amazing. Oh no, it's great. It's great. That which is why I've been vying so long to get on it. So I, I'm I'm very, very ecstatic that I'm that I'm here today. So well yeah. thank in you. your first episode. That's a responsibility, Max. It's on oh, your yeah. <laughs> well, here we go. <laughs> and since we're talking about transition and being adaptable to new places, how was coming out of the a school setting where you know if you make a mistake is not that big of a deal and going into the industry yeah no i mean that was one of the big questions that i had because i was one of the students that actually never did an internship and so i was a little scared of like how practical are my skills going to be um and i think that's why the class matadors if you could take it if you're a broadcast major i would recommend taking valley view news because while it's daunting you know it's an eight hour day sometimes and you got to put a whole lot of work into it it it, that alone is probably what got me i i know that that class alone got me this job because of the work that i was able to put into that class the things that i learned from that class also professor herrera who is a reporter for ktla5 uh is just amazing he he's a great guy um him and I always butt heads and go back and forth and it, it's great. And, but he's always leaving us with something. And one thing that he did leave us with is that your first market, wherever you end up working, it's probably going to be like, you know, in the, in the 150, you know, market range or whatever it is. Right. And he's, he said that it's your first market and that's the place where you should make your mistakes. You know, uh, I feel like a lot of journalists, such as myself, can be a bit of a perfectionist, right, when it comes to our work. And so we might get pretty hard on ourselves when our work doesn't really turn out the way we want it to turn out. But it's our first market. We should be willing to make those mistakes and also welcome those mistakes so that we can learn from them 
so that when we do move up to a top 70, top 50, maybe top 25 market later down the line, we, we, we already know how to adapt. We already know the mistakes that we've made and we've learned from them. Uh, everything along those lines, man. And so I, I mean, it doesn't, it, it doesn't always like get you through, you know, sometimes it's still daunting, you know, you still think about it like, oh man, am I going to mess up, you know, today at work or whatever it is, but honestly, just hold on to the skills that you have, try and be as attentive as possible. And, you know, just hold on to that idea, you know, uh, don't, don't be too hard on yourself because the job's already hard enough, you know? Well said. Well said. <laughs> you know, you kind of uh, ruined my next question, which would be oh, yeah. <laughs> like, you think the help to the most get your job or understanding something in journalism. Would you have like a second class to tell us that it yeah, was? Oh, I mean, well, there's just so many, honestly. Like, I, I, I really point to Valley View just because that was a lot of the hard skills of broadcast and actually building a broadcast, a, a news rundown and everything like that, producing, anchoring, reporting, all that jazz. But, you know, there were so many classes, so many professors. Like, they're all so great. And as you know, I know you know, you know, we have Tammy, we have Bender, we have all of these uh, fantastic guys, Davis, who's no longer there, but, you know, was just a, a very, very pivotal, you know, professor in my opinion. And, you know, I, I feel like there's so many, like the introduce the introduction classes, the broadcasting, a lot of the multimedia classes still, you know, you got to keep up with your multimedia skills because that stuff will still, while, while different stations might use different programs and everything like that, for the most part, the language of video editing is almost all the same, you know, uh, there's there's audio, there's video, there's effects, there's transitions, all these different things. You got to just know the basics and keep those skills refined uh, because they'll work with any any software, really. So, yeah. Um, but in regards to, uh, you know, just what specific classes, I think one thing was the KCSN shifts, which is where actually I met the the lovely Bea Bajos, uh, because she was my producer in the morning like bright early in the morning what was it like what time would i come in i know you would come in really early yeah i would come in already would come like at eight yeah like eight o'clock i don't know that's really early for me so yeah i would come in at eight o'clock work three hours and then i would anchor the 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 radio show the morning radio show and it's like a five minute you know newscast and it's nothing crazy but i think I just remember getting so nervous every single time. Bea, I, I don't know if you know, but I would go to the bathroom almost every time before I would, uh, yes, before I would go on uh, anchor the, the newscast, I would go to the bathroom and I would shadow box. I'm a big martial artist and I know that I knew I was going to bring that into this conversation somehow, but it, it was just something to get the nerves out. And to this day, I still have the nerves. <laughs> to this day, I'm still going to the bathroom and I'm, I'm shadow boxing. You know what I mean? But... <laughs> I think that class spending three hours with Bea and, you know, just learning the skills, nothing but the skills in front of you. Uh, that was, that was another way to just, you know, kind of, kind of visualize how things are going to be in the future and, you know, still, still use it to the day. Um, I'm happy I could help you. That is so nice. <laughs> <laughs> of course, man. Of course. So happy. Oh my gosh. That is great. And about yeah. the boxing, everybody knew. I don't know if you know that, but everybody knew. <laughs> Did they? Ah, oh, man. <laughs> My uh, secret. No, but yeah. But like, yeah, you know, Max just like boxes in the... 
<laughs> Dude, it was crazy. I would come out and I would be like kind of like out of breath and he was like, what the heck? <laughs> what is Everybody has their own thing. Uh, oh, yeah. Before any show, either if I'm producing or if I'm anchoring, I am going to repeat the two intros that they say in the radio. Because yes. it's like marketing my head already. So like, I'm going to be saying the same things. It, it became kind of like a mantra for me. Like, mm. the show is going to go well. I'm going to like hit every every name, every pronunciation. Yes. And, and you know, it's like, it's dumb and it can be annoying. But like, it's my ritual. Like, I have to say those words. <laughs> oh, definitely. Definitely, dude. Everybody's got their own thing. Everybody's got their own thing. So, yeah. Oh yeah, that should be like a question that I should make to all. Oh, that would be great. That would be a great question. Yeah, yeah. look at yeah. me setting the trends. <laughs> there you know, go. Four. We're we're trying new things here today. <laughs> <laughs> look out for episode two where she asks the same question. Let's go. Oh my god. Yeah. Yes. Okay. So the next one, it's mm -hmm. kind of two in one, and I want you to go like as in depth as you want. How did you got into journalism? How it was introduced to you? Did you went after that? And why did you choose to follow this career? That is a great question. And I'll try not to take super long. But in, in another lifetime in high school, I was actually pre-med. And I, yeah, yeah, yeah. I wanted to be a physical therapist and or, or nursing. I was kind of debating between the two. And I was in this program called the Health Academy for sophomore to senior year, where we have very medically uh, focused classes and everything. And we would go out, do clinicals, internship and uh, job shadow a whole lot. And I remember uh, every time my instructor would pick us up from the hospital, she would ask everybody, you know, did you guys have a good day? You know, what, what did you guys see? And everybody would be like, oh, I got to see this really cool piece of medical technology or I got to, you know, help with this procedure, or I got to see this operation, or whatever it was. But for me, I was like, yeah, I had a good day. I just had a nice talk with a patient, you know what I mean? And I felt like it was always that communication with others, interpersonal conversations uh, with with other people that, that was, I was really drawn to. Uh, and so I was like, okay, maybe it's not the medical aspects that I'm really you know, is my passion. It's just people, you know, and just talking to people, telling stories and hearing stories and everything like that. And I always had a media background ever since I was a kid. Uh, my brothers and I, we would make movies. Obviously, I mentioned, you know, a lot of my buddies were movie makers. And so I got to help them out a lot. And so I always had a bit of a media background. And I was like, okay, talking <laughs> and media background, what do we got? And I was like, okay, out came journalism. And, you know, I started out here in news and everything like that. It's not, it's probably not something I want to do forever, but you know, I was just so grateful. And the reason why I think I stuck with it when I changed my major, <laughs> I was, uh, I think I, uh, I don't know. I just, I've always been about that ideal or just, I've been a big dreamer all my life. I feel like, and, you know, always trying to go for things and, especially if things scare me like that's that's the number one thing is if I'm scared of something or something makes me uncomfortable I almost want to do it more you know what I mean and and I feel like that's the martial artist in me I know I have to bring it up again but you know being uncomfortable or, or trying to be comfortable in an uncomfortable situation is just one of my goals and trying to develop my skills to be better and you know one thing that I tell people a whole lot is that one of my biggest fears is actually public speaking <laughs> and uh 
no, a, a lot of people are like, yeah, right. Like a lot of people are like, well, that's weird, but it really is. And it, it has always been ever since I was a kid, but because I got such a thrill out of it because I felt, you know, like I was bettering myself for facing my fears. Like that just made me want to do it more and more. And every time I go out and anchor, my hands are the sweatiest. My, I am, my heart rate is going, but that's, that's what it's all about, man. Like I would hate to be doing some brain dead work, you know, where I don't have to think about anything. I just drag and drop and type and, you know, whatever it is, uh, but for me, for my job, what I what I love is that I get to be on my toes. I get to, you know, try and better the way that I talk, you know, and yeah, just just try and face my fears, you know. So, yeah, uh, one thing that I do notice about myself that I'm still actively trying to work on is I always say, you know, so you probably heard that like, <laughs> you know. like 90 times. <laughs> exactly. You probably heard that 90 times <laughs> uh, throughout this podcast already. But yeah, it's OK. It's better than um. Yeah, 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 there you go. Better. There you go. <laughs> it makes my editing so much. <laughs> <laughs> definitely, definitely. And know sometimes uh, when I am speaking, I often use like. Mm-hmm. But it's because when it's not your first language, like becomes a space that you can think whenever you're talking. I don't oh, know. Me. Like a crutch. Yeah. Yeah. A verbal know. crutch. Yeah. Uh, I'm the same way. Max, you're going so fast. You're talking about like questions that I have here. Okay. Literally after the interview, I'm sorry, you guys are not going to see that. But on my cheat sheet, the first thing that I have under your name is martial arts. Chill out. We're going to talk about it. Okay? <laughs> Let's do it. We're going to talk about it. <laughs> this is what the people wanted to hear. Exactly. You know, I know it. I would get at least one boxing, one UFC stuff for you to do every time that you were on the radio. I know your passion for it. Oh, yes. But you said something. uh, I was going to drag that question towards more for the end of the interview. But since you said that, um, you said that you don't see yourself doing journalism forever. I was going to ask, like, where do you see yourself in the next five years? So with that, can you kind of mix it up and tell us? Definitely, definitely. So, yeah, I mean, we're always trying to stay adaptable. We're always trying to, you know, take opportunities and everything like that. But, you know, in the next five years, I have to finish up my two and a half year contract here at Kobe, uh, KOBI TV. Uh, But as soon as that was that is up, I would love to transition to a combat sports reporting or analyst anchoring job and that that would be my dream that would be my dream because as i said and it's no secret martial arts means so much to me and it's bettered me as a person i think it's a vehicle to a better life and you know combat sports has taught me you know so much about myself i actually i had my first fight in june uh before i left to go to oregon and my (laughs) my workers my my boss everybody they were like don't don't mess up your face. You know you're going to be on TV, right? And I was like, okay, well, hopefully I don't mess up my face. And it was a great fight. You know, uh, it was one of the scariest things I'd ever done. Um, nose was bloody and, you know, all beaten up and everything like that. Got my licks in. He got his licks in. And, you know, I just feel like I, I, I managed to push myself to a place where, you know, I, I hadn't been before. Because I had never been a confrontational kid. I'd never been 
I've, I've been always like kind of friendly and always tried to keep to myself and everything like that. And sometimes, you know, to a fault and martial arts is something that is continuing to bring me out of that, those, those ways. And so I would love to work as a, one day I want to be a commentator. That would be my dream job is to be a commentator for boxing fights, UFC fights, Muay Thai fights, all that, all the above, anything that I can kind of sink my, my teeth into that, that, to me is fulfilling all right two questions before we go to martial arts <laughs> okay 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 please yes yes so far you've done a lot of uh anchoring and reporting uh which one do you prefer yeah that's a great question uh yeah both of them have their ups both of them have their downs uh and you know that that's just how it is with every job you know you gotta accept the good with the bad uh, or the less fun with the more fun. And I'll start with reporting because that was what I always wanted to do uh, from the get-go, you know, was just report, be out there on the field because I, I, I hated the idea of being stuck to a desk. And so it's a lot of fun when you're an MMJ, as everybody knows, you're kind of like a one-man band and you're your own cameraman, you're your own editor, you're your own, you know, uh interview or everything you know what i mean like you do pretty much all your work and so that part can be kind of stressful but if you are a perfectionist like me excuse me uh if you are a perfectionist like me it's 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 a little liberating because you have control of your story and how it's told and how you want the shots to look and everything like that uh but also if you make a mistake it's all on you um which is to me actually is a positive. Uh, I would rather it be on me than somebody else. Uh, I like the mistakes that I make to be in my control because that means that I can work on them next time. Uh, so reporting is fun, but I gotta say that yes, I do prefer anchoring because I love to just sit <laughs> and and be able to talk and like try and exude as much as my of my personality that I can into these stories and you know, uh, I know how much it means to tell these stories. You know what I mean? Like I, I do view my job as a bit of a privilege and also, you know, I view my job as, you know, as giving back to the community in a way, because when you tell these stories, when you start out in such a small little station and everything like that, most times you're in this very small localized area and this small town here in Medford, like people know people, you know, stories happen and people know about it, you know, and people come up to me every now and then they'll recognize me and they'll, you know, thank me for a story that I did and everything like that. Or, you know, said I did really good um, telling a story in particular. And, you know, that's just really fulfilling, you know, and, and it's very humbling, you know, and, and I wish I could, you know, reach out to everybody that, you know, You know those stories have impacted and, and kind of went back to reporting but anchoring in general is probably my favorite just because of the thrill that i get from it you know when you're reporting like maybe you'll do a live shot maybe you'll do a live front but for the most part everything is edited and ready to go but anchoring as you all know it's live it's on the fly you gotta just if you mess up you just gotta keep going you just gotta keep going uh you gotta be willing to pull yourself together there's no there's no break outside of the commercial breaks. You know what I mean? So you got to roll with the punches. Lo another little martial arts for you. But yeah. <laughs> <laughs> We're finally here. Martial arts. Yay. 
Here we go. Yes. Here we go. Um, Can't wait. You know, I see you doing stories. I've seen you do stories when you were a student about martial arts packages at the radio. How is, I know that you want to comment on that, but how do you feel of being able to convert your two passions into one? Because that's kind of what I'm doing right now on my master's. I'm talking about books. Literally, all I do after, Dude. you know, working and <laughs> is reading yeah no i love seeing your book reviews on your stories those are those are fun I'm so late on that thing because i don't have time to <laughs> anymore but there you go <laughs> that's great that's great but yeah uh great question and it's something that i think we should all fight for as as reporters like yeah a lot of times maybe you'll work in a station where it's more like assignment based i know that one of our stations here in the the rogue valley there's channel 12 who's technically our rivals, but we all get along very well. Uh, as, as you'll come to find, like, you should be making friends, not enemies in this journalism world. Um, and so one of the guys, he's an anchor, his name's Damien. Great, great guy. People always confuse us. I don't think we really look alike, but <laughs> they always confuse us. But he's a great guy. I love him. He went to uh, Washington State and he came here. And, you know, what he was telling me is just... Yeah, just just that it you should be fighting for those stories because there's there's sometimes stations where he just, you know, it's just assigned stuff. You like they don't get to pitch stuff sometimes, you know, and sometimes that will happen. But we should be fighting for those stories. And that's that's typically what I've been doing when it comes to these, you know, martial arts stories. Like I think I'm pretty much the only martial arts fan really, uh that that like true and true like martial artists uh at the station. And I know my boss, Craig, like he's a great guy and, you know, he's he's always willing to hear out story ideas. But, you know, if you're just unfamiliar with martial arts, you're going to think to yourself like, OK, well, why, you know, is it really a news story? You know, yada, yada, yada. And I get it. You have to ask those questions. But, you know, what I have found through doing these stories is that there really is this untapped community of fight fans here in the Rogue Valley, which I was very surprised of. I was very worried about moving from LA where martial arts is literally everywhere to Medford, Oregon, where I don't know anything about anything here. Uh, but I'm surprised to find that there, there is actually a pretty good martial arts scene here. And um, it's a story. Those are stories that I want to tell now, you know, I want to reach out to that community because now I, I want to be part of that community now. And uh, what it means to con to kind of put the two together is, is it means so much just because, you know, when I film those stories, I'm like, wow, I actually got paid to do that. You know, I actually got paid to to hit a speed bag or, you know, shoot a combination or whatever it was. Um, like all that means so much, but you have to fight for it. You have to fight for those stories, you know, uh, and you have to you have to know what makes a story, you know, like I can't just do uh, like 10 features on on boxers, you know what I mean? Or 10 features on just fights yeah as much as i would love to uh you got to find the stories you know uh look for the for the the new story in it you know there will be uh transgender boxers there will be you know uh uh boxers making a comeback fighters making a comeback you know after being injured or there will be you know fundraisers going on uh one thing that my martial arts school did was that we had a kickathon every december and, you know, we did all did a thousand kicks and 
we would donate money and raise money for, you know, the Breathe Like a Boss Foundation, which is helping those with uh, breathing issues and, you know, getting getting medical equipment as well as like physical, you know, therapy equipment and stuff like that. So that was really cool. And just just telling those stories uh, means so much to be able to, as you said, just converge the two uh, is is one of the one of the big highlights of the job, you know. And you know what? You make this story more interesting, more um, dynamic because you are actually doing something. And uh, it's something that we learn here uh, at CSUN. We're learning the broadcasting classes. Like, don't be the reporter that is just like this. Be the reporter showing around, moving something, having like an object with you. And you do that. You move around. You have like the boxing thing, you play around. I see that on your stories. And honestly, I'm proud to see that. And it's something that you enjoy doing is your work. And, you know, people are getting impacted in a good way with those stories. So I'm just here to congratulate you. <laughs> I appreciate that, Bea. I appreciate that. But yes, that that is exactly it. You got to be demonstrative. You can't just be, as you said, the reporter just standing there with a the mic, as you can see behind me, that whole mess, you know, like, We've all seen that. Anybody could do that. You know, what sets you apart? You got to you gotta show your passion, you know, and for me, it's martial arts. And so every time I have an opportunity, I try and do a demonstrative standup, uh, even with stories that I'm not super passionate with, you know, just always try to do something, try to get the, the, the viewers engaged. Yeah, yeah, that's great. Hey listeners, I have a great news for you. I'm here to incentivize you to create your own podcast just like me. I couldn't think of a better partner than Buzzsprout and I recommend them for you as a beginner in podcasting. Buzzsprout can help you with publishing your own podcasting in every major platform such as Apple Podcasts, Spotify and iHeartRadio. They also automatically publish on your personalized website and they give you all the statistics in detail that you want. To start your own podcast and to win a $20 Amazon gift card, follow the instructions on the link in my show notes. If I can do it, you can do it too. Good luck on creating your very own podcast. Right now we're going to shift towards a more nicer topic. Like it's going to be mainly focused on games or whatever. Let's call it like... Okay. Game time with Bea Barros, <laughs> whatever. Let's go. Game time with Bea Barros. First, we're going to talk about the little games that you do on your story when you take off the audio and you're like, what it looks like that I'm saying. I love playing those games and I think it was such a good idea, so engaging. How how did you come up with that idea? <laughs> That's a great question. Yeah, so what, what you're talking about is I would post on my story a little clip of me presenting a story or doing a stand-up or whatever it was anchoring behind the desk and I would use the Instagram tool where I just put music over it so you can't hear what I'm talking about and I would cover up the banner you know the little logo or the the lower thirds right that that, that kind of gives you the detail of the story I would cover that up with these questions and <laughs> they're pretty easy questions like it's pretty easy to deduce which one's the right right answer I would ask what I'm talking about and it would be the wildest, you know, three answers that you could think of. And then the fourth one being the correct answer pretty much almost all the time. Uh, and, you know, I just thought it was a good way to get the story out there. You know what I mean? Like 
we see headlines all the time and you know a lot of head headlines can be good you know there there is an art to making a headline you know uh without being too clickbaity and everything like that there is an art to making a headline while still being truthful and and, and faithful to the journalism ethics and being you know factual right but sometimes i have trouble with that so i i i love to just you know come out with the absurd stuff the absurd headlines you know like i would be like oh this is where this is the site where aliens touched down and made contact with our team or this is where bigfoot was found and you know just come up with these absurd headlines where it's like clearly he's not talking about that <laughs> and you so know, sometimes i like to put the absurd one just because it's oh funny. yeah I'm oh like, i love it oh i love it <laughs> I feel like those are my favorite people are the ones that they know obviously which one's the right one, but I, I love the wrong answers only type of vibe. But either way, you know which one's the right one because of the absurd answers I gave before that. And so in a way, I'm still sharing the story. It's still like, you know, an interesting story. You get the you get the slug right there. You know what it's about, you know, but you're engaged because you're you're also reading these absurd other plugs before it and so that's just something I have a whole lot of fun with you know uh when I was in you know when I was growing up I was just never a very like news watcher you know what I mean and mm -hmm. I was never always politically engaged as much as I should have and now obviously that's changed because I have to be um but I, I just feel like uh I had to play a lot of catch-up when I when I came to CSUN and and you know understanding politics and how things worked and everything like that so uh having a little bit fun with the news topics and stuff like that is you know that's something i enjoy a lot and i'm glad that you enjoy that i'm glad that I, I you know i've heard people say that you know it's pretty fun so uh we'll keep it going we'll keep it going i got a little story highlight if you ever visit my instagram <laughs> oh yeah <laughs> and now the actual game that we're gonna do here is Please. you're gonna tell me a myth a truth and a half truth now that you're actually in the industry super subjective super oh, subjective, wow. but a myth a truth and a half truth okay okay let me think okay. about this okay so a myth a truth and a half truth okay let's start with truth because i feel like that's the easiest okay uh truth is and ooh, of course you have to be kind of careful you know because of the stations you work for and everything like that but I would say one truth is, and this one's just an easy one, but yeah, you're, and I already did before this, but you're going to have an absurdly like bad sleep schedule. <laughs> like, like a lot of the times you're going to have an absurdly bad sleep schedule and you're going to feel like you never really get it down. Maybe that's just for me, but honestly, I've talked to so many journalists at this point that I just feel like that that's just the truth. That is just the truth. Uh, especially if you're on the morning shifts, if you're on the late shifts. You know, if you have to cover for somebody else, sometimes what you'll do is that you'll work all the way to like 12 a.m. and then come back to work the next day at 10 a.m. You know, that's that's happened. I've seen that happen. Uh, luckily, I have not experienced it yet because I feel like I would be a corpse. But uh, that is definitely a truth. Uh, so try and do your best to, you know, try and get a, a healthy sleep schedule, everything that you can do. A healthy lifestyle is important when, you know, in any in any case just in general <laughs> and then oh a myth man that's tough that is tough because i think i was lucky enough to surround myself with people that were very blunt about the industry um 
but uh <laughs> i think one myth man it's tough it's tough there it's tough has, has anybody have you played this game with other people no completely new whoa this is new oh man dang it okay so i got i gotta i gotta come up with something good <laughs> i told you i'm trying new things today <laughs> okay you know what enjoy it because i plan to do this game with everybody like i said oh it's yeah subjective game so yes, i want yes. to like everybody's myth truth and have yes no this is perfect this is perfect and i actually i did just think of one for half truth uh and this one's a little bit more on the drama side. So if you love your sip of tea, you know, feel free to uh, take take with this what you will. But one thing that Professor Davis taught us. <laughs> oh, man, I hope this isn't bad, but that you will you will you might have romantic interactions with your with your coworkers, and you, or you might see a lot of romantic interactions between your coworkers because you work at a station. You know, everybody's pretty outgoing, you know, if you're a reporter. Uh, obviously spend a whole lot of time together, you know, because we're working eight hours plus a lot of times we'll work overtime. Uh, and you'll be moving to towns where you don't know anybody else. So you kind of latch on to these coworkers and everything like that. And it hasn't happened for me. I'm, I'm, <laughs> I'm, you know, that's, that's not, that's not in, uh, that's not in my world, but, uh, one thing that Professor Davis said was that, you know, you might definitely see it. You might see it. You might see it happen. It might even happen to you. And I'll tell you right now. Yeah, it, it definitely happens. Not everywhere. It's a bit of a half truth, you know, a bit That's of a half truth. And a new girlfriend soon enough. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, man, no, nah, but they, that you see it happen. You see it happen. I've seen it happen in my station. I've seen it happen in other stations. And, you know, it's true. It's true. Half true. After. not all the time but yes all right and then the myth the, the myth one. i am the myth <laughs> uh so <laughs> let's see let's see one thing Ooh. okay yeah uh one thing that i thought i would be doing a whole lot of was i was just going to be laser focused on the police scanner and just like you know ready to go at any second you know and and maybe that's because i'm at a smaller market you know granted not a whole lot happens knock on wood uh i would imagine in places and other municipalities and, and and cities like la that would probably happen a whole lot maybe uh but i really thought it was going to be the whole uh one jake joan hall movie what is it called nightcrawler where mm -hmm. he's just constantly listening to the police radio going in you know uh <laughs> and doing some unethical stuff right um but for us a lot of times we get our stories just through press releases you know uh or or we'll see something on facebook like oh we have this event going on or they're doing a you know a, a charity for this group or you know a press release like okay a state representatives going to try and pass this bill or whatever it is uh that's mainly i would say we get 85 percent of our news like that maybe even 90 honestly we might even bump it up to 90 the other 10 percent is like stuff that we'll pitch or yes, things happen kind of out of the blue. But honestly, it doesn't happen as much as uh, you would think, especially in your first market um, oh. where you have smaller cities. So, yeah. Yeah. See, you made it. You made it to this new. I found it. I found it. I found the three. Yes. I love this game. This is a good, good idea. This is a good idea. Thank you. Thank you. I thought yesterday at 10.30 p.m. when I was writing our questions. There we go. There we go. I love it. I love it. You know, I love games. So there we go. But now we're we're heading towards the end of our conversation and to end like on a nice tone. 
Can you tell us your favorite story so far? One as a student and one as a professional in the industry. Yeah, man. So obviously martial arts means a lot to me. And one story that I really enjoyed telling as a student was this one package I did about the Martial Arts History Museum. And this is where I got to rub it all in Professor Davis's face. Uh, because, you know, uh, there there is a bit of a stigma with martial arts and, you know, combat sports with the idea that it's just human cockfighting and it's just violence and there's no real uh, value to it and everything like that. But I got to do this story on this martial arts history museum where this great guy uh, who was the uh, curator of the museum got to tell me a lot of the history and a lot of the roots and the values and the traditions of martial arts and where it all really stems from. It all has very Eastern philosophies still tied to them. And I practice Muay Thai and Muay Thai uh, is very, very like culturally deep. You know, it, it's the national sport of Thailand. I went out to Thailand and I trained in Thailand, which was really, really cool to experience that. And I got to share that a little bit, you know what I mean? Of just how martial arts is not just violence. Like it's about respect. It's about discipline. So much goes into it and so much get like comes out, you know, and uh, it, it's just a vehicle for a better life. As I said, uh, you know, it teaches you humility because if you lie, if you talk a big game if and you can't walk the walk, then you get beat up. <laughs> like that's just how it is. You, you don't, do well if you if you try and fake your skills you have to be you know legit about your skills so uh that's one story that i was very proud of as a student because i remember seeing like, your packages from valley view on the radio yeah 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 it might have been one of those ones yeah. um definitely definitely we did run it for valley view i think twice uh which was pretty cool um that's nice. So that was a really cool, cool story to tell. Um, but here as a professional in this industry, obviously, I've, I love the martial arts stories that I've worked on, you know, local boxers and everything like that. But one story that I felt very fulfilled with was there was an apartment fire. Here in uh, Oregon, Southern Oregon, they, they kind of joke around. They say we have five seasons, not four. And the fifth season is fire season. Uh, and it gets pretty bad. Like it's smoky. It's, it's, you know, there's fires in every single direction and everything like that. Um, but one time there was this apartment fire. It displaced, I think like nine people. And um, there was nothing else besides that. You know, we had no other tips beside that, you know, like we talked to Medford fire department, but you know, they were, you know, they're, they're very busy during fire season. So, you know, it, it can be hard to grab an interview for something like an apartment fire. Not that it's less important, but they just have their hands full. Right. Um, and so my boss, he told me, OK, we got to just go out there, knock on some doors, try and do your best. Find a, you know, find someone to talk to. And, you know, that can be very nerve wracking as a reporter. I'm sure other people can relate to that where it's like, oh, I don't want to go out and, you know, knock on doors and talk to random people because I feel like I'm intruding their space, their time, everything. But I go out there and luckily I found these two people, you know, hanging around this apartment building where it was very much destroyed, you know, uh, very badly damaged and everything like that. And I walked up to them and they were very kind and they wanted to talk and everything like that. And, you know, she was very emotional. And, you know, uh, it was just uh, it was I, I like kind of uh, in a weird way, I kind of like telling this really sad stories uh, because 
I try and do my best to uh, comfort them and empathize with them and, you know, let them know that if they have a GoFundMe or something that, you know, they need, you know, to get out there that we can do that for them. And that's exactly what happened. Uh, they had a GoFundMe. Uh, this couple, they had a GoFundMe as well that were also affected and displaced by the fire and they didn't have homeowners insurance. So we got to do that and we helped them raise money and, you know, uh, got them in living situations and stuff. So uh, I, I feel like those types of stories, if I could just tell those two types of stories, like all my life, like that, that would be it. That would be set, you know? Yeah. You know, it's really, it's really nice to hear all the stories. Uh, last season I had andrea here and she was talking about how she got involved with a lot of missing persons case and how it was something that she ended up enjoying doing not because like it's enjoyable of course because it's right right a situation but it's something that she felt good doing and helping and like broadcasting like we're gonna find this person we found this person sometimes it's not the yeah. best shaped uh shape that we found a person but Mm -hmm. yeah i'm really no, definitely definitely yeah those thank are you babe. thank you appreciate stories. it those are good stories yeah man yeah and to finish our conversation the basically favorite outro do you have any advice for students getting out of school right now and getting into their first market Ooh, yeah. I mean, there's so much, right? There's so many things that I would say do that I didn't, <laughs> you know what I mean? Or <laughs> don't do what I did, you know? Uh, but that's kind of what it is. You have to, uh, as I said, take it, take the good with the bad. You have to not be afraid to fail because that's part of success. You know, it's not the opposite. It's part of it. Uh, if you want to succeed, you got to fail. And I know, as I said, like a lot of us are probably perfectionists. A lot of us are probably hard on ourselves. Uh, but you gotta, you gotta just love the journey. You know what I mean? You gotta love the journey. Like, uh, I didn't think I would end up here in Medford, Oregon. And, you know, I don't want to stay here for the rest of my life, obviously. And I feel like that's the case with a lot of people that start out in their first markets. But you gotta just love the journey. You gotta be part of it. You gotta enjoy every little step you know uh, the things that lead to those goals you gotta enjoy that part um when it's failing when it's you know coming up short when it's going somewhere that maybe you don't want to go or maybe you're doing something that you don't exactly want to do but you know as i said like this is news and i don't necessarily want to do it forever and it's not necessarily my passion i would say but i know that public speaking and you know talking on a camera doing camera work media work all that sort of stuff that 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 alone is like so fulfilling to me that you know i can't even imagine working another job you know what i mean like like this is 10 times better than like any of my retail jobs that i had beforehand you know what i mean and you just got to hold on to those little values those little things that you know will end up keeping you going you know and uh i would say just try and fall in love with the journey try and fall in love with the journey you know cuz it's not all going to be good not all going to be bad but you just got to take it as for what it is. And if you just focus, uh, one quote that I, 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 will, <laughs> I will leave us with is that the man who loves to walk will walk further than the man who loves the destination. Uh, if you just love the journey, if you just love walking, the goals just happen as like a side effect. You know, uh, if you just love to get that one thing, that one little, you know, destination or whatever, like it's, it's a hard battle. It's a hard battle. Like how much are you willing to go through? But if you just love, you know, 
figuring stuff out, failing, trying again, all that sort of stuff. I promise you, you'll probably go farther. You have to find the love in it. So yeah, um, that's 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 my biggest advice. I would say. Wow, I would change my whole my whole mindset. Dang! <laughs> there you go, man. Going for Gotta the drop a little something. <laughs> yeah, man. Just the journey. Just the journey. We're all on it. We all have our own. So, yeah. yeah, really good. Wow. Congrats, Max. Appreciate it, man. Thank you. Thank you, sister. (laughs) (laughs) Thank you so much for coming to Journalist Talk. I know it was your dream, but... (laughs) It was. (laughs) It really was. Have you here? (laughs) Thank you. Thank you. I'm finally glad to join my peers of Lupita, Andrea, all these these folks. So thank you so much, Bea, for, for... uh, you know, reaching out. I really appreciate it. And, you know, as you said, it's just a way for us to connect, reconnect, catch up. So I'm glad to see you're doing well and still doing what you want to do. And, you know, as I said, love the journey and, and you'll you'll get there, man. You'll get there. Like, I, I love that you're doing books. I love that you're doing books for your thesis. That's so awesome. Yeah, I'll show you later. <laughs> definitely, man. Definitely. All of my listeners, thank you so much for being here today with me and Max. If you're seeing the video, we're waving bye to you right now. Max, wave bye-bye. <laughs> and if you're listening just to us, thank you so much for also being here. Don't forget to check the social media and everything else that is going to be in the footnotes. And I'll see you guys in the next episode. Bye.